podcast so stoked you're here so excited to be here again this is episode four I am finally trying to get in the swing of things here I'm super excited about it I feel like so much has happened since we chatted last week you can tell by the title of the episode that this is an interview so this is our first interview this is our first guest so before we jump into my little life update chatting about life all that good stuff I just want to preface that this interview, I mentioned this in the last episode, but this interview was recorded back in January, so it's about three months old. There are a few things throughout it that Mel and I talk about that don't necessarily pertain to her life anymore. Specifically, one thing I know is that they were planning on building an Airbnb, and that fully was their plan, Um, but their life has actually shifted a lot, and not in the same way that mine has, considering mine was a breakup. Theirs is not, Um, but their life has shifted a lot as well and they may be moving as well and so everything that she said in there most of it should be true um but there are just a few things that just do not pertain anymore and just are not as accurate so just the airbnb thing being one of them and like i said it was recorded back in january so it's just i decided i didn't want to waste this interview it was such a good interview we got to do it in person i literally love her um one of my best friends, built-in best friend, sister-in-law. Gotta love it. Um, so I just want to make sure that I could still give this interview to you guys because I think it was really great. It's just a lot of talking about life and um, her being a new mom and her new career choice and so many good things. Stay tuned for the rest of the episode and you will hear that. But let's talk about my life. Let's hear some updates. Last time we chatted, I was thinking about different places to move. I really had no idea where I wanted to move. And I was in Iowa last week. And so since then, I ended up, I drove to Chicago, which was a few hours to fly out of there so I could fly to DC and see my friends for the weekend. And so I got to see, I actually got to see, I had three roommates in college and we all roomed together. And I got to see my one roommate, Jessie, in Chicago. She took me to the airport at literally 3 a.m. She is a godsend. Amazing, amazing. Um, And then I went to DC and got to see my other two roommates. So that was just an absolute blast. I have missed them. The last time I saw them, I think, was October, so it was just so great seeing them again. We got to hang out. We went out. I have a lot more to say about that, but um, as of where I'm moving now, again, still not 100% sure, but I actually ended up driving down to Richmond on my last day there, so I think I mentioned last week that Richmond was a place that I was kind of interested in, and so I ended up chatting with a photographer who just literally recently moved there like a week or two ago and she was like oh my gosh do you want to grab coffee and I was like heck yeah so we got coffee literally chatted about life in our lives for like two hours ended up she drove me around through all of the different neighborhoods so I could like get a feel for it and I could like look at the map while we were driving and she was literally so sweet we hung out for like probably like four hours it was so fun and it was just so nice to be able to just drive through Richmond like get a feel for it it's hard to tell like Online, you can only read so many things and, like, look up so much stuff about a place. And then, like, until you actually go visit there and, like, just feel the vibe yourself, it's really hard to tell. And I'm not kidding, like, the vibe there was really fucking good. Like, I I love it because, so, where I live right now in Ludington, we live downtown. And so, like, the coffee shop is a two-block walk. I can walk to any restaurants and stuff. And, like, while it's obviously still a very small town, I still love being able to just walk outside and walk around downtown. Like, my parents live right now... I forgot to preface this as well. My parents live, I'm 
Oh my gosh, I literally cannot speak today, so sorry. Parent, I'm at my parents right now, um, and they live like in the country, and I love growing up in the country, absolutely loved it, but I feel like I'm in my city girl era, my downtown go to bars, hang out, love life era. And so I just loved Richmond because it all just has this like super cute, homey downtown feel, and it just feels so like genuine like I don't know and it, it, it's the southern vibe without the actual southern vibe the weather was like 80 degrees and now I'm back in Michigan where it literally snowed yesterday like I just I'm really tired of living in the midwest and I really just want some warm weather and also it's just good for business to be able to like have a longer busy season and yeah I am just I'm really on a Richmond kick right now doing tons of apartment research. I'm actually heading back to DC for my birthday in a few weeks. So I'm hoping that either I can drive down to Richmond again for the day and maybe do a little more exploring, tour some actual apartments. My friend has Memorial Day off, so I think I'm gonna go early and maybe we might head down for the day. Something like that, really not sure, but I'm really leaning towards Richmond. So if you have ever been to Richmond or know anyone from Richmond, let me know the vibe, tell me all about it because I'd love to hear anybody else's opinions, but if I do end up moving there, it's looking like it'll probably be like October. So I still have lots of time to find a place to actually decide on what I'm doing, but currently that is where I'm leaning. I'm still going to, not next week now, but in two weeks, I'm going to Omaha and still um, dog sitting for Allison. And I'm still gonna have fun in Omaha and feel it out there. I just kind of figure out what I want, but I definitely, definitely really loved Richmond and I love the idea of living in Virginia. So stay tuned for what I end up doing with my life and where I end up moving, but that's the vibe right now. Okay, I feel like I just rambled about that for so long, but anyway, so yeah, I went to Chicago, I went to DC. Um, we just like relaxed, hung out. We ended up going out clubbing and stuff on Saturday. I will tell you in my head, I was like, oh my gosh, I missed this single life. Ah, so fun. <laughs> I don't miss clubbing. I do not miss crazy nights out. Like, let's go to like a really chill bar and sit and drink, which was what we did Friday night. We literally, okay, we, Friday we went out and we got up early, not even early. We just went out and we were planning on going shopping and then we were gonna go like to the National Mall and just like see more of DC, like go into the city. And then we like didn't really have a plan. And so we were just gonna have a girls night was the original plan because there were four of us. And so we went shopping in the morning. I bought a bunch of stuff, ended up literally returning like all of it. But then after our one friend, Lauren, got off work at noon, then we got dressed kind of cute and like went into the city and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, we like went to the National Mall. We were walking around and we're like, oh, like maybe like let's go sit down. We can like grab a drink and then we can figure out where we want to go to dinner and then go to dinner and then our other friends will meet us there and like we'll hang out and then we'll go home and have a chill night and try on all of our clothes and figure out what we're gonna wear for Saturday. Like this, this was our general plan. And we ended up sitting down for one drink at this super cute bar. I think it's called Blackfin. I hope I'm not wrong, but I think it's called Blackfin. It's in DC, so definitely go check that out. We sat down and that was at like four o'clock, I think. We literally ended up sitting there for like four hours, drank for like four hours straight, just had the absolute best time. Like we were literally just sitting there hanging out, chatting, just loving life. The weather was absolutely perfect outside. It was just such a perfect Friday evening. And I realized like that, like I just wanna be living in a place where like that is a norm for the weekend. I can do that on weeknights. Like I can go out and make new friends. Like I'm just so terrified and I've been really sad lately again, but like I'm so excited overall for like this next chapter of life and just being able to do things like that and see my friends. And if I live in Richmond, I'm literally less than two hours away from them and we can do that on the weekends. and. Yeah, that was my little side tangent. But anyway, we ended up sitting there. 
so much fun. And then we decided to find somewhere to eat. But while, while we were sitting there having drinks, we ended up having two appetizers. So at that point, we weren't even that hungry. But then a couple other friends showed up and we were like, all right, let's find somewhere to eat. So we ended up finding this super good Mexican restaurant. I think it was it was called MXDC and it was in Federal Triangle, I'm pretty sure too. So go hit that up if you want some good Mexican food because it was so good. We ended up getting two big margarita pitchers and then I'll like split that. Our bill was <laughs> astronomical, but it's fine. Um, also, I just don't really go out to eat and like don't go out like that a lot. So like I'm just not used to like... <laughs> spending a lot of money on food and drinks but yeah we had some margaritas which I'm not I don't even like tequila I don't even like margaritas but it was just cheaper to get the pitcher and so I had some but at that point I had literally been drinking for like four hours straight and like I said I have barely drank like all winter so I was just very out of my element already and I was like losing it and my friend it was her birthday weekend and we had said to the waiter that it was her birthday weekend so we brought out a dessert and then brought us all a round of shots tequila shots again I hate tequila and I was already trying to like sober up and our friend ended up taking two of the tequila shots so she got real drunk right before we went home went home um <laughs> it was just a super super fun night I ended up taking one of the tequila shots and I I was like yeah time to go to home time to go to bed but yeah Friday night was literally so fun Saturday night we went clubbing it was very crazy very very crazy night we also tried to spontaneously get tattoos but we got there like an hour after they opened and all of their walk-ins were already full so we had like literally hyped us up ourselves up we were so excited to get tattoos on saturday and then literally couldn't get any but we did some more shopping and then just came home and hung out before we went out and then yeah saturday night was just absolutely crazy and then sunday literally laid around all day did absolutely nothing monday basically did the same thing i walked to the mall and returned some stuff but otherwise that was that and then tuesday i drove to richmond and then wednesday i had a 5 a.m well i had to get up at 5 a.m and i had a 7 a.m flight home and then had to drive seven hours back to my parents house last night so yesterday was a very very long travel day but now here we are. I finally have some time. I slept in. I'm trying to finish up watching The Ultimatum because I started that this weekend. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen that. I normally don't like reality TV shows or like dating. I'm like over The Bachelor and I don't, I never really, I don't know. I wasn't really that into Love is Blind. I'm just not really usually into that stuff, but Lauren started it and then I watched like half of it. Well, then I couldn't, I was like curious about it. And so now I just got kind of hooked and so I'm trying to finish that up. I have no idea why I went on that tangent. But, so yeah, today, basically just have watched the ultimatum, finally answered a ton of my inquiries, trying to do some work stuff, and then gonna edit this podcast episode so it can be up, and you guys can be listening to it, and if you are listening to it, that means it's up, so God bless. But yeah, I had a very good week. It was definitely a crazy week, long week. There's so many things happened, I feel like, but I am really, really excited about Richmond and like this just new chapter in my life. I literally, okay, so I just saw a TikTok. Also, side note, sorry for saying um, like, and literally so much. I just, I can't stop. I'm doing my best to have better pronunciation and enunciation and speaking abilities. But you know what? Those are just the words I use. I cut out most of my ums because they're so obnoxious, but there's still a ton in here. So anyway, the TikTok that I saw, I seriously, I'm all over the place. I'm so sorry. The TikTok that I saw was talking about how like, um, when you wake up one day and notice that all the characters have changed and there's new plot and the writers like change up the storyline and you feel like you're starting like your next season and like I feel like that's where I'm at right now like I feel like I'm about to start season two but like I'm in like the season one finale like I'm in in my finale and there's still 
bad shit happening, but like the good stuff is, is going to come to light and like the good stuff is in the future. I just got to get there and like work it out and figure out what I want. But yeah, I just feel like, I feel like as scary as it is right now, I know all of this is for the best and the thought of moving and like getting to start over and be somewhere that I intentionally chose. I mean, growing up and going to college and where I move now, none of those places were anywhere that I dreamed of living. And it's funny because I never even dreamed of living in Richmond. This is not somewhere I've ever dreamed of living, but I found it. I feel like it just fits what I'm looking for in my life right now. And I just feel like it will be very good for me. So that's that. That intro was extremely long. Um, I'm still trying to figure out kind of how I want these intros to go. Like if I want to have some segments that I do every week other than just update you on my life. So if there's anything that like you guys want from me before we get into like the content of the episode other than just life updates and me chatting because this is what I love about the podcast is I can just tell you guys about my life and chat with you. But if there's any like segments, I know some of my favorite podcasts have things that they do every week. I don't know. I just want to find something that's me and I don't want to like force it. So maybe if I come up with something, I'll try it out. But if you guys have any ideas, DM me on the Instagram. All right, but otherwise, I feel like that's kind of all I have for you guys here. So we are going to cut to the interview portion. I'm going to introduce Mel. You're going to hear a little bit about her. And then we're going to dive right into the interviews. So I hope you guys enjoy. All right, so today's episode is a little bit different. Um, We're going to be having our first interview of the podcast with Milani Helt, who is my sister-in-law. She's married to my brother. Um, She is a new mom, a business owner, a photographer, and she recently left her career in law enforcement. So we're going to talk about basically everything about what it's like to be a new mom, all while experiencing a major career change at 29. So with her background in the military and law enforcement, I think she'll bring a really unique perspective to what it's like to embrace change and enter the creative industry in your late 20s. So if you want to introduce yourself, Mel, and kind of just give a background on how you got to where you are and everything that's happened in your life recently and all that good stuff. Hello, I am Mel, or Milani <laughs> Holtz, and as Morg said, I am her sister-in-law married to Adam, and here with us too is my kid, so if you hear some weird sounds or tapping, don't mind him. He's kind of been sounding like a, what's it called, a... It's like a dial-up connection yeah. from the yeah. early 2000s. Yeah, so don't so. mind that. It's not the podcast. It's just boob. So, yeah. Um, wow, I don't even know where to really start. So, yeah, I fresh out of high school when I was, like, 19. Um, I tried college for a little bit and realized it wasn't really my speed at the time. There, were a lot, there was a lot going on in my life with my grandparents and things. So I decided to enlist in the military. So I did five years um, in the Marine Corps. Um, as a helicopter mechanic, which, I mean, was kind of just given to me. It's not something that I was really passionate about. Um, I got out in 2016, and I met her brother in the military um, and went back to school when I got out. And I went to Arizona State University online and thought I was going to spend my life in a field of public service, got my degree, and joined law enforcement and actually just quit my career in law enforcement what, like three months ago now? Very recently. Yeah, the first of the years when I was finally separated. So yeah, um, it was kind of her brother's idea. We've both dabbled in photography and obviously having Morgan always inspiring us, I guess, to be business owners and start our own thing. We've also been really passionate about photography. So it's kind of a leap that we made. We started it and it kicked off really well, actually, in October. was the first time that Adam shot 
his second shot for you in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got to, he flew out. He literally just brought it up to me that he was like interested in photography. And like he had said that he was that summer or last summer. And then he was like, we were joking about it. And I told him he could, I was like, oh, fly to Chicago and second shoot for me. He's like, okay. So he did. And I guess from there, you guys took off so fast, I feel like. Yeah, it's been like, we've been super, you know, to sound cliche, but we've been blessed with the opportunities that we've had since we started. Um, I think we've got, we've got a couple weddings booked out and a couple sessions coming up here. And just a leap of faith. Like we didn't really think it was going to be something right off the bat. We'd considered it. We'd always dabbled. We took pictures of our dogs and landscaping for a really long time when we would travel to like Montana and stuff, but it wasn't something that we like really committed to until recently and realized that, I don't know, now that we have a kid, things are a little bit, I don't know. You want to stay home more, I guess. Does that, do you think that has is part of the reason you wanted to leave law enforcement? Or I guess you can kind of talk about what made you leave law enforcement and if you miss it and give us give us the deets on okay. why you took that turn of in your life. So it is happenstance. I didn't want to leave law enforcement. I thought I was always going to be a cop. I was, it was like three and a half years that I was a state trooper here in Arizona. And I loved it. I loved every second of it. Um, I definitely was like, like, I guess mom guilt was a thing when I first had him and went back to work for a month. But I was kind of forced out, to be honest, and had to quit, in my opinion. I felt like it was the only option that I had. I breastfeed and strictly breastfeed for the most part. And when I came back to work, my bulletproof armor that I had to wear 10 hour shifts, four days a week, was cutting off my milk supply. So I would get home at night and would spend hours trying to feed my son. And it was getting to the point that I had to supplement formula because I wasn't producing enough milk. And it was like creating clogs in my ducts. And so I essentially had to go to the doctor because it was creating hot flashes and I was like running infections and stuff. And long story short, not to take hours on your podcast, (laughs) um, my department told me that my only options were to continue wearing my bulletproof vest and kind of, I guess, figure it out on my own or take leave without pay and not get paid with a newborn son until I'm done breastfeeding. So I came to the point where I decided that I'm not going to choose a profession over my family life and over my son. I think that's kind of bullshit. And so I took a leap of faith and kind of became a stay-at-home mom and quit a career that I thought I was going to have for 25 years. Do you miss, I miss it? I was going to say, <laughs> I do. Was, do you miss it? I miss parts of it. Like looking back, it's so easy to look back and be like, oh, the glory days and like reminisce on all the great things that happened and kind of block out the bad things. Like I loved going to work every day thinking that I was making a difference in people's lives and felt like I truly did. But I mean, there's those sugar coated moments where you're like, oh, I wish every day was like this and you're getting into yeah. things and you're busy. And I mean, there's honestly like more. There is more good than bad, but like looking back, it's still. Is like it not weird? Worth it. Is it weird like that Adam is still working, and then you guys used to work together, and now you're not working with him, but he still goes and does the same stuff that you used to do together? Like, is that is that weird? Um, it's a little bit weird because like there's a weird tension. Like, I don't want to say it's on anybody itself, but like we were a really tight com- community, and like Morgan said, we for those of you guys that don't know. Um, right before our son was born, we worked together and we were each other's partners for an entire year. We were the only two in our area that worked at night. And so like we were together 24 seven at home, we were together at work, but like we just, 
it was awesome. And so it's, it's definitely like, it's strange to know that he goes to work and like I quit on the reason for the reasons that I did quit. Um, but I don't know. It's not really awkward for me. I know it's not awkward for him. It doesn't make him feel yeah. awkward at all. I have a little bit of like fear of missing out when yeah, I hear I about him getting into so stuff. I guess that's what I mean by like weird just because like you used to do that together and you get to talk about that and like come home from work and talk about that but now you don't really get to. And it, like, yeah. But you're still involved. I mean, he literally called her the other night to help with Wait, when, like translating? Yeah, translating. Yeah, yeah so like, because she's bilingual and speaks both English and Spanish, so he called the help. So, I mean, you're still kind of involved. Yeah, I, I guess like, I don't really like miss, like I get my fix, I guess is what yeah. I call it. Yeah. Because like, I get to hear and I can relate to everything. So when he comes home and wants to vent about what's going on at work or like wants to talk about, you know, like a DUI he had or something like that, like I know the process. I know everything that yeah. happened because I lived it for three and a half years. Like yeah. I know the ins and outs of it. So I guess like, it's not that weird. I mean, it's just like the days are long sometimes and I'm just like, Oh, wish I could be at work too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I keep my, I keep myself busy though. I feel like I also just totally forgot to mention that they are both state troopers in Arizona. Yeah, I, I it. It's good. <laughs> yeah. We're good now. But yes, they did Adam do it like a year before you. Yeah. Did? He was hired in, Oh God, like 20, I think 17, I think I could be wrong. So if you're listening to this out, I'm, I'm sorry. I butchered <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, he was in it. I was hired. <clears throat> I got like my confirmation email in 2018, but attended the Academy in 2019, the beginning of the year. Okay. And then came up here to Williams and hit the road in the summer of 2019. And just this year was my final. Well, December was my final. Yeah. Hoorah. <laughs> but you were on maternity leave for... <clears throat> So I was on maternity leave from uh, May until August. I came back to work for five weeks, and that's when I okay. had all the issues with breastfeeding and stuff. And then I took leave without pay and decided to stay. Stick it to the man. <laughs> how I guess how's the transition since since you've been in high school? You've always been in a pretty strict rules environment between the military and between law enforcement. You've always kind of had a job that had very strict rules. What's it been like to tra- like to transition from doing that to being your own boss and working from home and being half stay-at-home mom, half full-time business owner? It's like really easy, actually. <laughs> okay. It's like, it's, I mean, it's, it's weird at times. Like I actually think, and I contribute like the military and law enforcement to like, I'd like to think that's why we've been so successful in just our three months mm-hmm. starting out as a, the photography business. Um, and I think that's just because like for so long, I mean, it was like nearly a decade that I had been in like this hierarchy of like, mm-hmm. you know, do as you're told, like, here's the rules, like people telling me how to dress and that I can't get certain tattoos or I can't color my hair. And like, it was just this lifestyle that you get so used to yeah. that you're almost comfortable in it and you thrive in it that you still have that mentality going from that to a creative field. So now it's like, if I'm not doing something to like promote the business or doing something to like... I guess, have that sense of like structure that it just feels unnatural. So I feel like it's just like that motivation and determination that you get from the military and from law enforcement just gives you like, I wouldn't call it a leg up, but gives you that like, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know that drive, I guess you have that drive because you're, Hey, it's all right, bud. Great job, boo. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it gives you like that. I don't know. It's like the hard working mentality I guess because you're forced to do it for so long or it's expected for so long that 
Yeah. Well, I feel it like it just kind of goes into I mean, business. We're what nine years difference. You're nine yeah. years with me. So, for me, I haven't really ever had a strict <laughs> study job. So, I think that's why. I mean, I've always pushed myself and definitely cracked down. But then it's also hard because I've never, I've have not had the structure that you've had, and so. Yeah, as much as I would think that it would be hard to transition, I think you're right that you set yourself up for success in the way that you already knew what it was like to have that structure, and now you're just creating it for yourself when you need it, rather than having to have structure in places that is not really necessary, I guess, or rules in places like coloring your hair does not matter. Yeah. (laughs) Or getting tattoos does not matter. I mean, it definitely, like, some days it's like, oh, like, I am my own boss. I can just binge on Netflix. <laughs> like, it's yeah. easy to, like, think about that. But I think we've been pretty consistent. Like, mm-hmm. we tell people, like, hey, I'm going to get your gallery back in two weeks. And if it's, like, five days and it's not back, we're like, hey, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't. Yeah. I'm not going to sit there and binge Netflix. Or I'm going to yeah. binge Netflix while I'm while finishing I'm up a gallery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it's been beneficial. It's definitely, like, don't, I don't know. Maybe it's easier now because I feel like I have a purpose at home too, other than just the businesses yeah. having him and You're keeping him alive. Home. Yeah, <laughs> not just at home working. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's the struggle of anyone working <clears throat> at home. I, I know the struggle very well, especially living in a very small apartment and not having a designated office or place mm-hmm. I go into work is like, yeah, I plan to start work at 9 a.m. every day. But then if I Nine don't... Nine turns into 10. <laughs> yeah, and no one's stopping me or no one's forcing me to work other than myself. So it's just a continuous struggle, but I think having, I mean, you have a kid, so it makes it harder, but also... Bright and early mornings. Yeah, but it's it's a struggle, but also something forcing you. Yeah. Like, not that he's your boss, but also he kind of is. is. (laughs) And he's going to force you to get up, and maybe he won't force you to do your work, but at the same time, I don't know, I feel like he gives you more structure than without. Yeah, he does. Okay, so I feel like we've covered quite a bit about law enforcement and... Just kind of you leaving there and how that has changed your life. Um, let's kind of dive into just being a new... <laughs> Bronson's got a little burp. Um, kind of dive into just being a new business owner and talk about your photography business. Um, you kind of talked about what how you got into it, but I guess give us a little more... <laughs> plus, Bless you. Plus you. <laughs> Excuse you. Don't mind the sound effect. <laughs> um, if you want to give us a little more about why you chose photography and kind of that new career path. So um, I guess like honestly, photography wasn't even a blip on my radar. Like I know we've always been around you when you've mm-hmm. taken pictures. We've seen you go from taking pictures of goats and caterpillars <laughs> to being the photographer that you are. Um, <clears throat> it was actually like... So like I said earlier, Adam and I have always kind of like more so Adam, way more so Adam has always messed around with the camera and we've had one because we like to road trip with our dogs all the time and go to Montana and go to national parks and stuff like that. So he's always been way more versed in the camera and photography than I have. Um, But like that creative side had always been with me, like growing up as a kid my grandpa had an old camera that I used to mess around with and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I would take it to the skate park and I would take pictures of people skating. No. Oh, she said this earlier as a joke when you were talking about her intro. It was in Sedona. (laughs) I would go to the skate park because it was a brand new skate park and I wanted to skate, but I was too afraid to because I was always afraid I'd get hurt because I was clumsy. So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be the next big thing. I'm going to take pictures of these skaters and they're going to pay me because these are going to be the coolest pictures ever. They were horrible pictures. (laughs) They were the worst. Like, I'm glad I don't have any of these memories, like physical pictures, because it would be embarrassing. So I would go there all the time. I would spend hours at the skate park after school, 
with this camera. And I would take like disposable cameras and get them fucking, pardon my language, <laughs> get them <laughs> developed. And I would hang these all over my room because I thought they were so cool. And they were just like people doing kick flips and like people sitting on their skateboards. And I did it for months and months and then gave it up. And like, I always had like the creative drive. Like I danced growing up. It was like my favorite thing in the world was dancing. And so when Adam had brought it up and was like, hey, like, I think we should actually do something because he had been talking to Morgan about it for a long time about wanting to get into the business. And like, I mean, when you have a kid, like those of you that have kids that are listening to this, like it changes things. It changes something in you. And you want to like, not obviously you want to do the best for your kids, but like it kind of just like you want to do everything with them all the time. Like at least I feel that way. And so like working 10, 12 hour days away from him, like Adam still does, like it sucks. Like you miss out on things. And so I think it kind of like sparked that not only like, could we start this business that could potentially take off and be something and like give Adam even an opportunity to step back from law enforcement down the road if he ever wanted to. Um, but it would give us more time with him. Like we take our kid to shoots mm-hmm. all the time. We don't take him to wedding. We took him to one wedding cause he was, his That's presence was requested. Yeah. Yes. But we take him to shoots all the time, whoever's not shooting. And, like, he's really good at holding phones and trinkets and stuff. But, yeah, it was just kind of, like, it was an idea that Adam had. And he was like, I really think we should do this. And um, I don't know if people are interested on the story of the jackalope. But uh, jackalope was kind of our son's mascot, I guess, when we were pregnant with him. It just became a thing, like, by happenstance. And so Adam one day was sitting at our dining room table that we're sitting at now and was like, I have this really good idea, but I don't know. And he had written it out <clears throat> on a website that he started making and it was Jack Elope, like the Jack Elope mm-hmm. elopement mm-hmm. photography. And we fell in love immediately so mm-hmm. much that we both have our logo tattooed <laughs> on, on our skin. I have it on my arm and he has it on his leg because not only is like Jack Elope photography our business, but it's a huge part of our life because it was born... Because when Bronson was. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so yeah, that's kind of how it started. And we like went headfirst into it. We devoted so much time immediately into the website. And like, I can't even tell you how many people I stalked on Instagram and like total creeps reached out and was like, Hey, you're cute. Like, can I take your picture? Honestly, it's the best. Way. It worked it out really so is. good. It's actually like the first couple that I reached out to, we shot their engagement, we shot their mini sessions, and now we're shooting their wedding in March. And so it wasn't as creepy as I thought I sounded, but (laughs) I think, no, I think that's just part of like this industry, especially if you're in it, you just know that you kind of just have to find ways, especially when you're first starting. I think that you guys, you guys literally took, I mean, they would call me for advice about stuff and every single thing I put out there, okay. And then they just go do it. God. Like every single thing. I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, I was like, yeah, you could totally just message some people on Instagram. I did it. I'm like, they will. I'm sure they'll love it. And then that's what they did. And now they have weddings booked from that. And I think. That also just goes to show, I think a lot of people have, I definitely think you should charge your worth and you should charge what you need to be charging to run a business. But at the same time, you're never too big or too good to do things for free. And especially in the fact that that free session or yeah, free session, right? The first one. Yeah. That's kind of like how we marketed it. So like I reached out to, if they listen to it, (laughs) hi, Morgan and Nate. So I reached out to Morgan and Nate. Um, and they're awesome people. I immediately, I saw through a hashtag on Instagram that they had just gotten engaged and that they were looking for venues and Flagstaff. And I was like, Hey, you guys are so cute. I see you're engaged. I would love to do a free engagement session. And so we kind of pitched it that way. Like 
I mean, we felt confident in our skills that like not to toot our own horn, but we were like, there's no way, like if we take these pictures and they end up the way that we're envisioning that they're not going to want to book for our rate, like for a wedding. And so we did it and immediately it was like, they fell in love with the pictures. Like we fell in love with them and the session and it was just like magic. Yeah. (laughs) And so it worked. And like we did it a couple other times and they haven't turned it into anything. Like some of them haven't turned into anything and others have, but I don't know. It just like, it worked. Yeah. And I think that. And it was an awesome experience to like meet people online and like. And like, meet him in a coffee shop and take I think a picture. It's, it's easy to shit on social media because I, I love to do it. But at the same time, the fact that you were able to just find people through a hashtag and mm-hmm. then literally genuinely connect with them and want to work with them. And I think that's the cool part about photography, especially like wedding photography or couples photography is it's not it's not about the pictures. It is, but it's about way more than that. And when you have a genuine connection with the couple you're working with or they have a connection with their photographer everything is just so fun and like it doesn't have to be a vendor client relationship <laughs> to a t and you can actually have fun at your session stay 30 minutes later to chat and oh it's so natural yeah you don't have to put in effort because it's just happening i remember and, we were so like nervous about it too because it was like a big <laughs> thing for us like meeting them online that like we like to take our clients out and buy them coffee mm-hmm. and i remember that <laughs> yeah yep, you remember yeah, you too do. you were there <laughs> And I remember we bought them coffee at Late for the Train, and Adam was trying to carry all four coffees by himself and dropped all of them. Seriously? Swear. Oh, I didn't know this like, happened. Like, right in front, and it exploded everywhere. Not, like, just, like, a coffee tips over and spills. Like, the lids exploded, like, $25 worth of coffee everywhere. Everybody's coffee was ruined, and were we had there? to rebuy it again. Yeah, they oh. were there because we bought their coffee oh. for them. So they were waiting. Like, we were getting ready oh. to go back. And, like, I had the stroller with Bronson and coffee <laughs> everywhere. And Adam was just like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, great start. Great, <laughs> great start, start to, to this session. Really but it turned out awesome. Oh, we got yeah. the coffee and yeah. the rest is history. And, I mean, that's honestly one of, I mean, I don't have favorite clients, but it's very deep connection with these clients because I gave them, again, it was a giveaway free session and it turned into a proposal and engagement shoot, their wedding. And you just get so, like, deep and connected with your couples. And I think that's what's awesome about wedding and couples photography is just like having connections with people like yeah you can do that if you're working with brands and I think there's tons of ways to have connections but I think is that kind of what drew you to weddings and couples rather than like I mean even seniors or fan like yeah I think like I don't know I guess it's like so easy to just view like this job and things like that and like free shoots is just like money Mm -hmm. like from a monetary standpoint But I think, like, once you, like, really boil it down, like, what people crave, like, human nature, what people crave is, like, to be seen Mm -hmm. and to be known, you know? And to feel connected. And to feel connected and have somebody, like, genuinely interested in them. Mm -hmm. Like, we never go into a session and just be like, okay, hey, like, let me take your picture and then here's your gallery. Like, we make it a point, like, even on our own clock to sit down and, like, hey, what do you do? Like, what makes you tick? What, like, are you Mm -hmm. interested in? And just really get to know somebody because that like breeds comfortability. And that's kind of what we're based around. Like mm-hmm. if you're not comfortable in front of the camera, like nobody's comfortable no, in front of the camera. No one is. I mean, I've been sessions of you guys multiple, like countless times now yeah. at this point. And there's always still there's a always, little bit so of awkward, awkward at the beginning. It, yeah. it, it's not normal to have someone chasing you around with a camera in your face. But to like be, and like that we always tell our clients and potential clients this, like, and why we advocate for like engagement sessions or a session before a wedding or something like that, or to sit down and have coffee is like, 
we want to view each other as not just your hired vendors, but like as friends, like your hype men. Like mm-hmm. I want to be your hype woman yeah. going into this and not just a random hired vendor because you're going to feel a lot more comfortable like being intimate or being, you know, like getting your senior picture taken in mm-hmm. front of a friend than you are in front of oh, like yeah. some random person that shows up and views you as like a money, money. bag. Yeah. And I think the photos show that too. Like I know for sure that me connecting with my couples your photo, you can see in the photos that they were comfortable and it was genuine connection between them rather than a fake pose photo where mm-hmm. they weren't comfortable with the camera, they weren't comfortable with you, they weren't even comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think you're hitting the nail. Oh, bad. <laughs> I think you're hitting the nail on the head with that one. Kind of random, but what is your favorite part about owning your business? What's been, what's been one of your favorites? Um, I mean, it could be. As broad I think as just being yeah. home or... I think it's a couple things. Like, I think that I like the pressure of knowing that our business is going to thrive or fail because of the decisions we make. Facts. So, like, going back to, like, having that, like, desire to just work harder, like, that built in from the military and, like, law enforcement, like... I 100% think that if I hadn't spent hours like messaging people on Facebook and hitting up these freaking like overwhelmed Facebook pages mm-hmm. for weddings and elopements mm-hmm. that like we wouldn't be like booked the way we are. Yeah. And like it's easy to sit there. Like it's just, I don't know. There's something about like that, that aspect of it. Like if I work hard and I put all of this into the business and if like if we sit here and we hustle, like we've seen firsthand that it works. Yeah, I think... And I like that pressure. (laughs) Yeah, and I, like, I mean, now that I've been doing it for three years, it's, some days it wears off a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's also what drives me, Mm -hmm. too, is because it's the fact of, like, literally however much you put into it is what you're getting out of it. And if you decide, like, there's been a month, I mean, December, I didn't put much in. I put virtually nothing in, and guess what? I got virtually nothing out. And then there's months where I am just on top of shit and I am hustling 24 seven and you you get so much out of it. And not even just money wise, I'm talking, I'm talking just connection for me. So let's say November, December, when I was a very slow season in the Midwest, I sat in my apartment by myself and yeah, I was working online, but I was not having any connection. And as much as like Sometimes wedding days can overwhelming by the time you're done as you've been extroverted literally for eight hours straight and it's kind of exhausting. You want to go home and speak to no one. But that's the best part, I think, about this job. And like you said, human nature, you want to connect to people. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's just, it's so fun to just go out and literally meet new people and not just have small talk. I mean, I feel like I never really have that much small talk in my sessions. It's literally like we're talking about deep things or just actual real life things because that's what people want to talk about. Nobody wants small talk. I hate small talk. I hate just sitting and talking about nothing. Yeah. And I'd rather like be talking about serious things or just like things that mean something to people. I don't know why I went on that rant, but I mean, it's true. Like it's a, it's a valid point. And I think it's just one of the best parts about it. Yeah. I like being home too, though. I'm not gonna lie. No, so do I. <laughs> then, then it's the days where I'm home like for making like my own schedule. two days, and I'm like, this yeah. is amazing. But then we go on like the third or fourth day, and I've like spoken to no one other than Ethan, yeah. and I'm like, all right, I need a new friend. I need to go talk to somebody else. So we kind of cover career change, your new business owner, all that. Because well, I guess there's actually kind of more to that. What else, you guys? You got other businesses? <laughs> dreaming up. What other businesses are you dreaming up? Because I know we've talked yes. about that recently. Okay, so we have Jackalope Photography and. <clears throat> when everything was going crazy with 
this career change and we didn't know like if I was quitting, if I was going to stay there, if I was just going to stay on leave of absence, we decided to kind of take a leap of faith and purchase an investment property. And so we bought, um, it's 12 acres just north of us towards the Grand Canyon in this beautiful like Mesa meadow kind of vibey area and there's like no one else around. And so we have saved up and made some financial decisions that have allowed us to um, start building an Airbnb rental cabin. And it's going to be swanky. <laughs> um, it's not going to be like a, like a typical like Southwest cabin or anything like that. Um, it's called uh, the Melvin after my grandfather, the first one. We plan on building a couple of them. And it's going to be like kind of, if you were to think of like... I guess ski lodge, speakeasy kind of deco, not not quite but art not, deco, okay. but like like velvet and like yes. rad wallpapers and like kind of moody vibes. Yeah. It's gonna be like that. It's gonna be a two person rental, um, kind of tiny home type thing. And so we're starting. Hopefully, we're gonna break ground on that this uh, spring. We're waiting on permits and the rest of our plans and stuff. But that is our second business, and hopefully. Fingers crossed that'll start to flourish. Yes. And we'll build a second and, and then we'll a third see, and a third and see how things go. Ethan did just design the logo and it looks mm -hmm. freaking it's dope. Pretty cool. And we were just dreaming up on their Pinterest board last night and looking at everything and talking about it and it's it's gonna be dope. So if you ever want to come to the Grand Canyon, when they And get it's that gonna up, be affordable too. That was a big yes. thing. Like we talked about it because we've looked at Airbnbs. I don't think we've actually ever stayed at one. Um, but it's a huge thing out here and like yeah. not to bash any of the other airbnbs up here and this has nothing to do with photography so sorry yeah. i'm going on a rant no, literally, but this is like so many people just buy land out here and put like a tent on it or like you stayed at one and it was a horror story if she's never talked about it <laughs> yeah i don't know if you want to go in depth i mean i'll give it a little brief horrible. rundown but it was i it was a trade for they gave me a huge discount because i was doing updated pictures for them because their pictures were not great at the Trash. time <laughs> And I was trying to help them out, and so we did a little trade, and I took pictures, and there was some mis miscommunication between us about what time we could show up, and it was one of those bubble Airbnbs, so there was like... They're like the, inflatable, yeah, like inflatable. you can watch the stars as you fall Which asleep. sounds awesome. Sounds And in cool. June, I was thinking it would be warm, but then she said it would be super, super hot in there, so she was like, honestly, you're like, yeah, you can check in at three, but you're probably not going to want to come in until later, like, <clears throat> but she was like, yeah, you can drop your stuff off. Well, when I hear drop my stuff off, I think, okay, that we're ready to check in. Miscommunication there. We weren't supposed to go in. We were only supposed to go in the entryway to drop our stuff off and not to go into the actual bubble because it was not cleaned yet. And <laughs> there were condom wrappers and there were dirty towels and it was disgusting. And I was immediately repulsed. I was with my friend and I was like, I don't want to stay here. This <clears> is gross. And then it turns out that it was a miscommunication, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. And so that was kind of my experience. And it was expensive. I think it was... I mean, obviously, I got a deal on it. And we only... I think we paid like 50 bucks for the night. But it was <clears throat> absolutely frigid. It was freezing. Yeah. They had heated mattresses. But it still got down to like 30 degrees. I wasn't... I was packing for like 90 degree weather. Not mm -hmm. for freezing cold weather. It just... It wasn't super well thought out. And it was expensive. And uh, even though we didn't pay the whole thing, it was... They were charging yeah. a lot. And be, but because there were also not any options up there and then that was still 30 minutes from Adam yeah. Mel's we weren't that's that how close it is, though like a lot of them are like that and in the winter because this land is undeveloped up towards the Grand Canyon and this is like a helpful tip for you guys that yes. are coming to stay here yes. 
Um, there's no running water in the winter because none of them have septic installed or very few of them have septic installed or have running water. And so you're staying at these places with no heat, no air conditioning, no running water, and your bathroom is a porter john, uh, yeah, like a porta potty. I mean, it wasn't a porta potty, but it was outside. <clears throat> or like like a honey pot nicer, type thing, like yeah. an outhouse. It was nicer. Yeah, but still. But like, like that's want a what you're, and they're charging like three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. like. And plus you have all the Airbnb fees and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's highway robbery out here. Like if you're going to come out and come to the Grand Canyon, like I want to stay at a place that's going to have running water after I go hiking the canyon. Mm-hmm. Like or I want to stay at a place that's yeah. like air conditioned if it's the peak heat or at mm-hmm. least warm, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, I don't know. So we plan on hopefully setting precedent and an example out here for people that you should not I mean, yes, it's giving us business, but like yeah. you shouldn't, you shouldn't pay $300 for a place that isn't going to give you basic amenities is what Correct. I'm getting at. Like we, I'm not going to say a price right now because we've been yeah. going back and forth on it, but it's significantly cheaper than what yeah. you paid to stay in a dirty bubble. And that's the thing is, so in, <clears throat> I don't, it's, it's just nicer in general. Yeah. Like it's going to be an actual nice experience and they, I mean, I'm not going to spill any tea about it, but they have a lot of little things planned to have to make it an Airbnb. experience. That's what I think the reason people book an Airbnb over a hotel is because it's an experience. It's not just a place to rest your head and get up and leave in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's like if I'm going to stay in a hotel, then it's usually because i am got to get up and leave or I get there late at night. It's literally just so that I can yeah. sleep and maybe take a shower. <clears throat> but if you're going to stay in an Airbnb, I know the le- I've stayed in a few Airbnbs and every time, the first thing I do, I walk around, I'm taking pictures, I'm like looking at how cute everything is, just, like just admiring how cute and how much effort they put into making it a nice place to stay and I think you guys are going to hit yeah. the nail on the head it goes back to like photography yeah and connecting with people so Making if you want to stay there <laughs> you're in for a treat yeah so whenever they uh, actually get that up and going I'll be sure to maybe I'll bring Mel back on the podcast and she can talk tell you about, all about talk it. all about the Airbnb um so yeah I feel like we talked about your career change your businesses let's talk about motherhood because we haven't really we talked a little bit about it let's but do it how long have you been a new mom how old is Bronson he just turned eight months on the 19th. Bronson August is his name also. Yes. He's adorable. He's sitting here with us. He's been sitting. I'm sure you've heard him, but now he's I know sitting. every mom says it, but he's like legit adorable. Like just like, <laughs> oh, it's your baby. He's cute. I, I will say that Adam, Adam and I always like joked about that. And even Mel, we've like always said that if your baby like I'm, I always said that if your baby's ugly I'm gonna tell you like when he's born we I'm, said if he was born and he was ugly like we weren't gonna lie to ourselves I'm not gonna lie and say your newborn baby's cute because most newborn babies are not cute <laughs> it's staring at you like but you yeah. better say I'm cute <laughs> you're cute you're cute Ronnie but he just has a perfectly round head he, he does has. it really is small round head so new mom for eight <clears throat> months yes what are, like the biggest <clears throat> let's say the biggest thing you've learned being a new mom uh patience <laughs> kind of <laughs> Like, it definitely tests my patience. I don't know. I, like, not that, like, I think by human nature, we're all a little bit selfish before having kids. Like, self-preservation and, like, I'm wanting selfish. what you want yeah. when you want it. That's Bronson. Don't mind it. I hope that's not too loud. Okay, Bronson. <laughs> and so, put this in your mouth. There you go. Um, I don't know. It's like the tide shifted when you have a kid and you learn that, like, like, his life is solely in my hands and Adam's hands. Like, we provide, like, I've kept a human alive for eight months. Eight months. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. I mean, it's easier than I thought it was going to be in some aspects. But, yeah, I think I've definitely learned, like, patience. Um, like, I I don't know. Some days, like, he is not letting me 
work. Like he won't, he just is super clingy and like, we're in this together because this is our first kid and I'm learning new things every day. And obviously he's learning because he doesn't even know English yet or how to walk. <laughs> but I don't know. It's like you just learn like his needs are way, way More before important. mine. Yeah. There's days that I don't shower. Is that a weird? But he's fed. <laughs> is that a weird adjustment to, I mean, especially because <laughs> um, you guys, you and Adam had kids. I mean, later than a lot of I mean I'm not trying to say you had kids when you're old it's okay call me old I'm not trying to call you old because that's I mean that's the age I want to have kids too you guys lived your life and met your needs for years before you brought a kid into this world do you think that has a difference on how you parent or how you like Um, are able to practice patience and see his needs before yours that's kind of tough to say because like, I don't know what it would have been like if I was a mom at like 21 or 22. So I don't know what kind of parent I would have been. I would like to think that for us, it worked to wait. I mean, I don't know how I would have raised a kid while he was still in the Coast Guard. Like after I got out, like deployments with a kid, like no thank you to anybody out there that does it. Like I wouldn't, it was hard enough to like leave Adam Mm -hmm. or like leave each other on deployments. I could not imagine trying to raise a kid by myself or have Adam raise him by himself because I'm on deployment. Yeah. And so I feel like, I mean, it, it was like the timing was right for us. Yes. I feel like financially we were in a way better part, like way better place in life um, to have a kid. And that's why we kind of waited is because I mean, I didn't want to have a kid when we lost our house. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually going to bring that up. I forgot. Give a little rundown on what happened there. Uh, Morgan came to visit. Oh, yeah, it was my And fault. burned down our house. No, I did not. <laughs> so, I don't even... When was that? That was... It was 20... 2019. It was New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, 2019. Going into 2020, the Going greatest year ever. the greatest year ever. <laughs> I was working... I was working nights at the time. It was before Adam and I worked together. So I was working. He came into town to bring me dinner. It was like six o'clock and we have four dogs. So our dogs were at home. And I remember being so pissed because right when I sat down to eat, a call kicked out that somebody had hit. They were totally fine. So people don't be like, oh, you're mean. (laughs) But um, a call kicked out that somebody had hit a deer and their car needed to be towed. Everybody in the car was fine, but it was like five miles north of our house or the exit for our house. So I had to go. I didn't get to eat dinner. I just took off. And thank God it happened because mm-hmm. that sent Adam right home to find our house up in flames and all of our dogs were inside. So it gave him enough time. Luckily, he got there in time to pull all the dogs out and we lost our house to a fire and started 2020 homeless. <laughs> but your dogs were okay. Dogs were okay. They were in the hospital for a while because um, of smoke inhalation and everything. And so, yeah, we spent like our first three weeks of 2020 in, God, what hotel? Hotel. That was like a Holiday Inn or whatever in Flagstaff. And our our interns put us up and then we built a new home all of 2020. But they lived, where did you live in between? We lived in an RV. We bought, well, a travel trailer. So they put us on the same shift so we could build our house um, because we wanted to do a lot of the work ourselves to save money. Um, Insurance was paying for the majority of the house and everything. So we decided to buy a travel trailer since we had the dogs so we could move and live on our property while we built the house. And so next month will be one year in our new house. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, a little glad we didn't have a kid while we lived in an RV because that would have been 
a whole, a whole hectic. I mean, you had four dogs and two people living in, in a, a tiny twenty-eight foot. Travel yeah, twenty-eight trailer. foot travel trailer with two two people and four dogs. In so, the winter. In yeah, and you you guys, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> I came out here and saw them in the summer, and we had that was when I stayed in the nice little Airbnb. Yeah. Um, but man, that's crazy. Now they're in a beautiful, beautiful home, dream home. Would you say? Uh, almost was, dream yes, home. Almost a dream home. In a way, a dream home. Yes. And I feel like it's a little reminder that everything happens for a reason, even though you for never sure. want your house to burn down. It was not your dream house by any means. No, it wasn't. You guys I mean, had done a lot of work so much it. work and put so much work into it. Mel's capturing the child. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like it's a little a little tangent there. Is everything does happen for a reason. Yes, and it does. Right when you think you got it all figured out, your house burns down. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. Going down. <laughs> I don't know how we got it. Um, oh, having kids at the right time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for us, it worked. I know people out there that have kids way sooner than we did, and yeah. obviously, like, like I said, things shift when you have children. I feel like, like you, I feel like the old me. It sounds so like granola, but like the old me died when I had Bronson, and like a mom's born. I like a dad's born. I did an episode on having a <clears throat> funeral for my past self. There you go. So I mean, <laughs> still waiting to hear it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but no, like it's true. Like things change. Your priorities change. Like it's so easy for me to go out and like before I wouldn't even think twice about like. I mean, I know we went thrifting the other day, but like going to a <laughs> thrift store and like buying clothes. But now like that doesn't cross my mind as much mm-hmm. because I'm like, okay, well. Like, he's going to need clothes coming up. Like, it's just, it's a natural yeah. maternal shift and, mm-hmm. like, paternal shift when you're parents. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I think it works for us. I don't know what it would have been like maybe in another life. Yeah. I'll have kids at 22, and I'll tell you. You'll have kids at 22, <laughs> and your house will not burn I down. Know. And In an alternate <laughs> Um do you, I, we talked a little bit about it earlier, but do you experience any mom guilt when you're trying to build your business from home, but also go to weddings and... Um, not so much now. Like I, I felt it when I first went back to the road and stuff because like I was struggling like emotionally and physically to like keep up with pumping milk for him while I was gone and then like coming home at two in the morning and only getting three hours of sleep and then trying to feed him. And so like for sure, pause, for sure mom guilt, um, like when I was still working as a cop. I don't think that I've really experienced it since I've left law enforcement. Um, maybe a little bit, like, here and there. Like, there's some days where I'm like, I really need to get something done. And so, like, I'm not as present with him as I, like, would like to be 24-7. But I feel like that's totally that's normal. A, like, most normal parents thing. are going to, like, yeah. aren't home. I yeah, mean, exactly. There are some stay-at-home moms, obviously. Um, Cause like, I mean, in an ideal world, I would like have four arms and always operate like a fish where half my brain is editing and half my brain is dealing with the child. But, um, no, I don't think I've really felt it. I for sure thought I was going to feel it. Cause for the very first time we left Bronson with a sitter since he was born two weeks ago for one of our engagement shoots, um, Adam and I were like so stoked about this session that we were like, you know what? It's really cold out cause it's snowy. And we usually take them to all our engagement shoots because only one of us shoots. But we both really wanted to photograph this couple. And we had so many cool ideas that we wanted to, to do. And we didn't want to have to worry about him being cold or having to take him because we were going to two different locations too. 
And so um, one of our close family friends, her husband was actually our sergeant when we worked together. She volunteered to watch him. And I was like, we, I remember walking down the steps after we dropped him off and I was like, ah, I'm going to be okay. I'm good. I'm good. And I like talked myself into it. And immediately, like, not that I forgot about my kid, but I was like able to focus. Yeah. And so that shoot was awesome. Like we had so much fun with them. We get to shoot their wedding. Mm -hmm. So we booked their wedding after it. And like we got to really be present for our couple, which I think is also really important. Um, but I didn't have to worry about him. I didn't really feel any mom guilt, mm -hmm. I don't think. Um, and I can't really think of another time. I'm sure like on the days that she can't watch him, if I have to leave him with somebody else, maybe I will. Yeah. Where like I know for a fact that if we're like shooting a wedding or a session and he's not with us and like he takes his first steps or says his first word, I'm never gonna forgive myself. But also, <laughs> but can't, you can't hate yourself. For I that. know. Like in reality, I think of the grand scheme of things and like how like blessed I am to have the opportunity to stay home with him mm -hmm. so much and like really, if we're taking him on engagement shoots, some of them even like with ten weddings, like that's mm -hmm. ten days out of the ten year days. that I'm that's not. It. Compared like to eight hours. like <laughs> if you were still in law enforcement, you know, there would be so many more hours not spent with him. Well, yeah, because like, I mean, Adam and I worked opposite shifts. So one of us was always with him. Yeah. But yeah, I was spending 40, 50 hours a week away from him instead yeah. of just same as yeah. 10 hours every once in a while. So I feel like as much as you might miss law enforcement at times, I feel like it was definitely a good Oh yeah, like I've embraced and, it. Yeah, There's, and I think you. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely noticed that you have, and I, I don't think that you're sitting here wishing that you were still in law enforcement. Yeah. I think it was, I mean, to be that six, weren't you like first in your class? Yeah, and they kind of yeah. Come on, I don't know. It's like I like. There's some days where I'm like, man, like I really wish that like I could just put on the uniform and go out. Like I loved the department. I did. I loved the department. I looked for like I wouldn't have gone through the 28 week academy if I didn't yeah. and didn't want to be a part of it. And, like, I loved going to work every single day. Like, some days sucked, yeah, but the next day I was like, all right, it's time to go back out and do it. And I felt like I had a sense of purpose. And I had planned on doing 25 years, yeah. 100%. Like, I never in a million years, if you asked me last year. Like, even when I was pregnant with Bronson still and still working, yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, people are like, oh, you're going to, like, you're going to stay home. You're going to, things will change. <laughs> and, like, yeah, things changed, but not, like, not, the way I intended. Yeah. Like, I didn't intend to leave law enforcement. Correct. At all. Like, so, I don't know. I mean... It's, it's one of those things, like, when I look at it, I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Because I guess photography, like, going back to what we said earlier, it is what you make of it, like, how mm -hmm. much you put into it. If we stop putting in the effort, like, there goes our income. Yeah. Like, I think that's, that's the it. thing about being self-employed, though. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, some people, like, even some days, I'm like, I could do nothing. And I'm like, you do nothing, you yeah. make nothing. Yeah. Like, and it's a scary thought, especially, yeah. like, with a newborn with a child, and now yes. taking care of him. And obviously, like, like, you still have Adam's study income right now, but, yeah. I mean, in the future, if he decided that mm -hmm. you guys wanted to pursue photography or business owners full-time, then... Yeah. And so, like, you think about that, and it's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have left law enforcement. Like, I think about it all the time, because it's such a, like, job security. Everybody is always going to need but there's no that. fun if there's no risk. <laughs> there's risk in law enforcement. There's <laughs> oh, your risk. <laughs> okay, well, I meant, the, I meant a different kind of risk. Yes. Okay. But it's just, like... And then I really think about it and like the good times and the bad and everything. And like, I mean, to be quite frankly, like coming from a motherhood standpoint, like the whole reason I really, really resigned and didn't just take the leave without pay until I was done breastfeeding is because I don't want to work for a department that's not going to support me when I'm giving them everything. Like I go out every single day and give everything and give the community everything that I've got. And if they're going to essentially make me feel like I have to choose between breastfeeding my mm -hmm. son and work, like... 
Sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> sorry, but not sorry. I'll take the hit and start um, a business. Yeah, and then you're going to be more successful anyway. Hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed. You Manifesting. Will. You will. Okay, I feel like we covered so much. Yeah. That was literally 47 minutes of I talking. Feel like uh, no, I feel like we were talking for like 20. Um, I guess let's wrap up with just give your best advice for either new moms or business owners or both. <laughs> um, I guess, like, to sum it all up, I... It's like super cliche, but just... I love cliche things. I know. <laughs> it's like, I mean, like I just said, I never in a million years thought that I would have left law enforcement. I was like, okay, I did my time in the military. Now I have a 25-year job security career. So long as, you know, I don't get hurt or, you know, fired. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a job for 25 years. I have my retirement. As long as I do those 25 years, like, my life is set in stone. And it's a good life. Like, it's a good paycheck. Mm-hmm. You get overtime. You can work overtime. Like, everything is set in stone. Everything's good. And then things happen and it's so easy to get wrapped up in like fight change and not want to embrace it. And it's so easy. Like I could have just sat there and been like, Oh, well I'm going to stop, you know, breastfeeding my son. I'm going to go back to work because this is my only option instead, like taking a step back. And obviously like, thank God I have Adam who was really understanding was like, no, like don't go back. If you don't want to don't go back. Like I understand not everybody has that opportunity, but he's the one that really helped me take a step back and really embrace change and realize like, you don't have to have everything figured out. Like you can make a career change at 29 years old when you think everything is figured out. I do need to hear that. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I mean, things change so much and you can fight it all you want, but there's so much that is out of your control. And if you just keep fighting it, you're just gonna exhaust yourself. You're gonna be stressed out. And then you're not gonna be able to devote your time towards healthier things or towards the business and like, realizing that and maybe it's just because you know with age comes wisdom (laughs) and uh I don't know just being able to embrace that and pour all of that energy into the business is the only reason that we have that income now Bronson embrace the change for the for the end of the shut up mom (laughs) he's smiling okay well I just want to thank you for coming on thanks for having me thanks for coming on I told her a couple weeks ago that I wanted to do this and I didn't really even know what I want to talk about so I had Bronson is, he is having a great time. Um, I didn't even really know what I want to talk about, but especially after everything that's happened in your life recently and how much you've just literally embraced change. And I just think this is a very good, just life talk chat. Lifestyle. Lifestyle episode, because literally Bronson is here, real life. Before we finish up this episode, do you want to tell listeners where they can find you, find your business? follow along, maybe hire you in the future if they're coming up to the canyon and want an Airbnb. We travel. They do travel also. You know, we're just going to become a whole traveling team over here. Uh, Yeah, if you are on Instagram or social media, you can follow us at Jack Elope Photography. Don't mind Bronson. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's Jack Elope Photography, or if you already follow Morgan, we follow her, so you can just start searching it. yeah, that's our Instagram, and then we have a Facebook, Jackalope Photography, on Facebook. That's it. Nice. Or if you want to follow my personal page, it's me, my Momelli. <laughs> and then it's not real interesting though. When they lo- when they get the Airbnb up and running, then you can go follow the Melvin. Yep. And then that's you can it. come stay here because it's awesome. And then they might give you a little discount on a photo shoot if you stay there. So it's possible. Possible. I'm not. Possible. I'm not promising anything. I was just putting it out there. It's just <laughs> a little. Just a little thing. Or you can just hire them for fun. And give them all your money. Not all your money. People need money more. 
You know what? No jokes here. Fine. All right. That's all, guys. Bye. Bye, bye. You didn't get that. Oh, you did get it. <laughs> As always, thank you guys so much for listening. It means the absolute world to me that you're here. And if you liked what you heard, go ahead and subscribe and follow the podcast and turn on the post notifications and then head over to the Instagram and follow along at That's All Pod. I'll be posting... <laughs> I'll be posting any updates over there. If you loved this and want to hear more episodes, go leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really means so much. I love you guys so much already, and can't wait to chat with you next week. That's all. Bye. Bye.